The other co-host. Oh. Okay. Right? Who do you want me to be? You're like the main guy. I mean, no. We do all this together. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's cool. how I look at it. Yeah, Without you guys, I don't have it. I oh. might talk the most. Yeah. It's because... I feel like a shadow for you. A shadow. <laughs> anyway, uh, how, how was your week? It's pretty good. We saw Skinamarink. Yeah, that was actually really... I do recommend seeing that movie. A lot of people didn't really like it. We had a couple people walk out... And their theaters, yeah. yeah. I'm watching it, but I'm not going to lie. 45 minutes into the movie, I was thinking, when is it going to start? <laughs> the, the movie, okay, so it, it was a festival movie. Uh, Shutter helped push it out. And I think how people should feel about it is, um, to me, it did its job. It's supposed to bore you, and you're supposed to let your guard down. And everything in the movie is going to heighten your senses, and you don't realize it. Right. Um it's keeping on edge. You're right. For I would say like an average movie seer, if you are in the theaters and you watch it all the way through, like just an average person, by the end of the film, I think you would be like, what the fuck did I just watch? It was kind of scary. No, it was scary. But like, I feel like people wouldn't, the first thing that they might say is like, kind of like what everybody said in yeah. our friend group, like, yeah, what the fuck the was that? first time watching Paranormal Activity. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's kind of what it was. It was paranormal activity on a low, low an even lower budget. But it made it right? scarier, in my opinion. Oh, it's way scarier. But <laughs> that is, that's the, the literally... The actually scary. Yeah, I would say that the movie was... And I think the, seeing it theatrically is like I think the it's even... Way. Yeah, I do too. But I think it's even more scarier with the, uh, the people in it. Now, we can't talk too much about this because... Um, it was only out for two days in theaters. It only hit 700 theaters across our nation. And... Uh, I really don't expect a lot of people to watch it. Well, I, I thought it was good. So. Yeah, it was really I good. I do recommend seeing that. And when it's coming out on Shutter? You know, I, I actually Probably have no March-ish, idea. February-ish. I have no idea. I hope it will be on Shutter, right? I hope so. I'm pre- I'm sure Shutter. I don't see why Shutter wouldn't do it. Yeah. I heard it was going to be. I'm probably going to end up watching it again. Yeah, I, I actually thought about that too. I was like, I feel like I should now going into it to see like other things. That you did, you missed out. But right. most of the movie, since it's so grainy. It looks like the early versions of our episodes, like the podcast covers. It feels, it feels, it feels like the same aesthetic. Uh, right. Just shh. Uh, wait, that's all you hear throughout the movie is shh. Yeah. And I remember like looking at it and I'd be like thinking to myself, Do I, am I actually seeing a face in the dark right now or is that just like my imagination? Right. I always felt like I was seeing like things slither, like a giant like centipede or something. Yeah. That's, well, or like a snake yeah me. just like how like that's how I, I was afraid that after I got done watching like a movie that I feel like forever that I was gonna look off from the screen and that's all I was gonna but see but see but that's the thing though it's like yeah it did feel like it was forever but it wasn't but it also felt like it wasn't 
Yeah. And I feel like that's part of the movie. I hate to say it, but I did fall asleep for 10 minutes and nothing happened in between. <laughs> so. I don't know, man. I didn't fall asleep at all. Like, I felt like I was pretty engaged. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm more than above average when it comes to movies. Oh, like, I mean, movies I, don't I, really freak me out, but I understand that they're scary. Well, if if that makes sense. If you were drinking special juice, you would have been scared. <laughs> but, like... You know what I mean, though. Imagine like, watching like, that on gummies. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I've been able to pay attention. Really? Yeah. To be honest. But like, uh, no. I think that there's like a bunch of. I don't know. You just gotta go see the movie. I think it was worth it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Wait. I thought it was really creative. It's super experimental. So like. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping that it kind of becomes a thing though, like anymore, like. I think it will because I heard like the back rooms thing is going to become like a movie and if you it film it felt like it was liminal it was yeah liminal. well it was very liminal space yeah, but like liminal. yeah that's how I would feel about it it took place in the 90s right I have no idea it was like 1996 or something like that something and it played those cartoons and everything that was yeah that that was the only score was the the sounds of the the cartoons you mean the free to use cartoons that they yeah, had that's how they had to do it thanks to archive.com um yeah I'm trying to think if I did anything else um been watching a lot of movies lately I started we started James Bond so yeah been, Victoria told me you guys stayed up really late watching it yeah so we're only three movies in though so on to the fourth which I think the next one is a George Lazenby film so but yeah I don't think it'll be like a uh, anything crazy right like there is a lot of Bonds though I think there's like 27 or something I've only like seen that. the new ones and then uh Gold Goldfinger. Oh yeah, that's a great one. We just watched Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah, that was the last one we just watched. And Goldfinger was it's probably one of the most iconic. Is the first one Casino Royale? No, the first one is so it's no, like no, I'm talking about yeah. the new. Oh the new yeah, Casino Royale is the first so, one with dude, Daniel sick. Craig. Um so the first one in the bonds all together is Doctor No. Yeah. And then Doctor No. The books, right? Well, so it is. It's based off of Casino Royale. Yeah. But it's not based off of Casino Royale. So it's Casino Royale is its first book. It's Quantum Ian Fleming's Solace first is book. One of them, right? Quantum Solace, or is that? Yeah, that's Quint, is that Craig. Is Craig. I'm, t- I'm talking about the Craig ones. Third one, Skyfall. Fourth one is uh, Spectre. Spectre, is it? Yeah. And then the and then new one was the No Time to Die. That one was good. I liked it. A lot of people don't like Daniel Craig. Like, they don't like the newer Bonds, I but for me... Great. I think I think would be great. I think what it is is this. It's, Do you think Idris Elba would be a good Bond? Yeah, but he's not doing it. That sucks. And he, he's been offered it tons of times. The reason why he's not doing it is because he wants Luther, that TV show that he has on BBC, he yeah. wants that to become, like, the next... Like, his Bond. Like, right. he wants that to become, like, a franchise movie thing. Right. So, and I respect that. I've watched a couple of Luther episodes. Right. So... Getting right in the mic, huh? But yeah, uh, yeah, I would say like the newer James Bonds for people are like maybe too serious. Like, have you ever watched the old James Bonds? Yeah, they have a quaintness to them. Yeah, so like I think, I think that's, and uh, I don't know, I think, I honestly, my favorite James Bond would probably be Sean Connery. Just because of how like funny and stupid it is, right next to Pierce Bronson, because like that's <laughs> who I grew up with. That's who I grew up with. That was my Bond. But like, who I think's the best Bond, like the actual like to the the uh, the 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 books and like Ian Fleming, like who he would be Bond. To me, it was it is kind of 
um, Daniel Craig, or I would even say George Lazenby. Oh, what's the one that everybody hates from the '80s? Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Yeah, nobody I've likes Timothy Dalton. Those ones, those ones apparently are really, really bad. I, I watched them all, and they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> like if you watch them all as Bonds, right? Like yeah. as James Bonds, they're all kind of the same. Right. <laughs> so like you, you only really have a couple. What's, what's the theory that they all exist in each other, and it's just a bunch of different guys under the name of Bond? Yeah. So the th- well, the theory would be so the thing is, is James Bond is his name, 007 is his code name. Oh, I mean that was kind of confirmed though. Yeah. So all the James Bonds. That was confirmed in the last one that you can have another 007. Right. But all the James Bonds are basically one guy. and then But technically, Daniel Craig, because he restarted it with uh, Casino Royale. Yeah. Right? Like, so that's how that would have worked. He right. would have restarted it. So there was no confirmed James Bond before him, though. No one's ever talked about who's the actual, like, if there was a Bond or a 007 before Craig. No, everybody knows that 007 could be anybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, are any of the movies? Because I don't know much about Bond lore. I'm just saying, is there any movies that were connected to those ones that from the past or no? Not. I don't think for Daniel Craig's no. In the past, but in the past, yeah. So like the first and the second one are connected. Yeah. The first one gets brought. Doctor No gets brought up, and I think Goldfinger. Oh okay. Yeah. So well, Doctor No is in Goldfinger. Yeah. So like. But Craig was the longest running Bond. Oh, wait. Actually, movie, I don't right? know. Yeah, is... he was the longest running no, Bond. No, no, no. I'm saying... Is Dr. No? Dr. No made... No... I can't remember everything that... Anyways, yeah. There's like a whole bunch of different connections. Uh, I may... I might be wrong about the Dr. No being in Goldfinger. Because obviously Goldfinger is the bad guy. But like I can't remember if he got... His name got brought up. Either way, there are connections throughout the Bonds. Yeah. Right. Um... And I think there's only two Bond girls that have been in more than one okay. Bond movies. So they've been reused. Only only two. Okay. And one would be from Daniel Craig's Bonds because they're all in chronological. Like, they're all like actually on a timeline. They're all right. sequels of each other, right? Well, yeah, those ones are straight up. Like, yeah. So that one had the... What's your favorite a, one out of all of those? Oh, Daniel Craig's? Yeah, Scott probably, Ball here is really like... Probably nice. Casino Royale. Really? Yeah. I like No Time you, to you Die a lot. When it first came out, so it was seven or six? It was six, wasn't it? Uh, I saw it like probably like my dad was probably. I wasn't focused. I didn't care. Like I've always liked James Bond, but like I don't think I was, like I was in and out. But yeah, I remember when it came out uh, because it was like almost ten years since the last one. It was like ninety eight or ninety. I can't remember when the last Bond came out. So that was probably the longest time in between Bonds. Uh, I don't know actually, but um. I know that they're already trying to come up with another one, and the dude that plays Kickass, yeah. I I heard might become the next British. Bond. See, that's the thing I don't know. But George Lazenby, he's not British. There you go. You're talking about the one in the new movie, uh, Bullet Train. Yeah, he's in Bullet Train. He looks like a good Bond. Yeah, he but looks completely different Bullet Train than he did in Kickass. Oh, dude, he's a good-looking guy. I don't remember Kickass forever. Yeah, that's what I think of him. He's a good-looking guy. He aged really well, didn't he? It's the goatee, probably. <laughs> yeah, he plays. The brother. I haven't watched Bullet Train. I just know he's in it. Oh, yeah. No, Bullet Train was fun. That was a good movie. Yeah. I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on one of those. But, yeah. Um, there's... Yeah, there's like... I don't know. I don't think there's too much more going on after that. What is this? January? You got... What, what about you? What do you do? I'm watching a bunch of weird movies. Watch that Lenny Bruce biopic with Justin Hoffman in it. How was that? You, you never heard of it? 
I don't think so. It's like uh, it's kind of cool, very RT. It's all filmed in black and white. You know what Raging Bull is, right? With yeah. Danny DeVito, it's yes. like what inspired that movie. Basically, it came out uh, like seven years before that one, and it right. was a black and white. It takes place in the fifties. But the cool thing about this biopic is it shows Lenny Bruce like in the uh, in his lady year. Like it's like Seinfeld kind of. It plays him right. as in the in the sixties, and he's all fucked up and all that, and like doing drugs and shit. Right. And it's like telling backstories of how he became that way. Dude, I haven't watched Raging Bull in forever. Oh, look up, uh, look up the one I told you about, Lenny. Just say Danny DeVito. I think you Dustin said... Hoffman is in in the new one. Yeah, but talking about. what are you talking about? You said Danny DeVito. I, I dude, I don't know why I said Danny DeVito. I was, I was like, De you were talking about De Niro. I'm talking about Robert De Niro. I was I like, apologize. I had to look that up. I was like, is it yeah. De Niro? The one I'm talking about though is Lenny, 1974. Yeah, because this is a Scorsese film, and it's yeah. I mean, some acting in it is not the best, but right. I tell you what, I didn't realize how good of an actor Dustin Hoffman is, especially like in his back and his like. Yeah, he was a big actor. I mean, he's a big deal. Yeah, between the late 60s to the early 80s, he was huge. Yeah, he had a good span for him. Um, I don't think he was really doing much after that. I think he kind of just left. I actually got a couple Cronenberg movies I'm going to watch soon, and then I got a couple uh, Carpenter films because. So, Carpenter's birthday, I think, was Monday. And. The Carpenter. John Carpenter. And. uh, Scream Factory or Shout Factory, whatever it's called, uh, they had a they had a fifty one percent sale on all their Carpenter stuff. So I uh, bought a couple of movies that I didn't own. Oh, that's cool. But it's cool because I'm buying like four K movies for like twelve dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like John, they're like like body bag, you know, like fun corny John Carpenter movies. Yeah. So like body bag I, that has like Mark Hamill in it, and yeah. it's a funny movie. Do they have a four K version of Mothman Prophecies? No. I know that's not Carpenter. I'm just asking in general. No. They probably will never. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I own Mothman Prophecies on Blu-ray or DVD. You bought it, I thought, digitally. I do. You bought it I... digitally and that's how we watched it. No. No, no, no. I own the oh, disc. Oh, no, you own the DVD. Yeah. That's right. You own DVD, though. Is it a DVD? It was DVD, I remember. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Let me see if there's. Oh, you like how I, I, can't... Dropped, I dropped a steamer on my arm. I heard about that. Thomas told me that today, and I said, "How?" Oh, I swung it open too fast, and then it, it bounced back. Grab the bun, and it dropped. But the thing is, is it wasn't steaming. It just was still kind of hot from the. Like, yeah, it's the still hot. But it didn't. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. That's there are Blu-rays. Oh, okay. That's of crazy. Mothman. The, only, the coolest part about that movie is probably the cover. <laughs> I don't know. I thought the bridge scene was pretty cool. It just the book <laughs> is way, the book is way better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get. I mean, it's a good segue to get into it. We're actually talking today about injured cold, which I'm sure everybody knows because of the uh, title of the episode's podcast. Yeah, the podcast episode. Yeah, it's like Probably a little, it's like a little side uh, quest from the Mothman story. Yeah, well, it is, and it's not at the same time. It's kind of now. There's there's layers to the story. Um, I know, and it's tied to other figures that people. Yeah, now they, I know. They, uh, put together, you know. They're like, honestly, guys, if. He, he, some I know people, people, some people say he's the smiling man, but I actually don't think that's the case at all. I think there's actually a difference between the two. I mean. I think just because, like, based off, like, how they come off, you know? I'm not going to jump into that quite yet. You can say what you're going to say. Okay, I was just going to say that there are people in this community, like uh, Ashers from All Wednesdays We Talk Weird, and others, uh, like. Seth Breedlove from uh, Monsters of uh, uh, Small Town Monsters and some other places. There, there's just like there's 
a lot of other places you can go and actually hear some more up-to-date shit. Yeah. This is, some, again, this is something that we're going to be talking about just to kind of let Talk you guys know who's in it. Yeah, but so, uh, yeah, he, he is known as the Smiling Man uh, or even, I think I saw the Grinning Man or something like that. The Grinning Man. Yeah. yeah. So, why don't you think he's the, like, who, who else is the Smiling Man to you? Well, I heard, like, uh, when I was, like, looking up the Smiling Man on YouTube... Um, I had kind of came across a video where the guy was talking about the smiling man as like this guy that just smiles at you and runs up and like stares at you smiling. It's like a it's like a monster. Right. Andrew Cold comes off as more of like a. Uh, I mean, he talks. You know, like he'll actually talk to you and all that. Right. And like, doesn't really come off as harmful because I mean we're gonna be going into the accounts of like the yeah, guy's yeah. experience with him and it sounded nothing like what the guy was talking about with the smiling man. The smiling man was like coming off as like like he's gonna kill you you know what I mean he's gonna you know right not really much thought to him he just has one purpose and that purpose is to get you whereas Idrid Cold even though yes he's on the villains wiki the villains wiki <laughs> the villains wiki uh wiki uh he uh he uh comes off with a uh I don't know a higher IQ a higher IQ <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that you have to have a higher IQ smiling to kill somebody? Smiling man's kind of dumb. I don't know. I okay. So like, let's you know. Don't he, take offense to that smiling man if you're he, listening to this. I'm just saying, Idrid. He is known as the smiling man basically because he yeah because of his main characteristic. I'm just gonna right. He just he just smiles right. Right. So like, and he doesn't talk. He just smiles. He talks to people telepathically. So telepathy is a uh, is a thing for him. Uh, Which I think we should definitely do an episode on that eventually. Telepathy? Yeah. Just like an episode on telepathy? Yeah, just like, uh, you know, I read a book on it in elementary school. In elementary school? Yeah. You read a book on telepathy? Yeah. And what did you, what do you still know from that book today? Only people, it's believed, you know, it's a picture book, so. It was a picture book on telepathy? (laughs) Yeah. Are you sure? I no, I'm not joking with you right now. I don't know about this. I need proof. I need to see that. I you're gonna have to find this book. I know it can be done because I found a book from sixth grade that I used to read. I hate the UFO files. What about the the uh, that one scary teacher book? Remember the one with like, what's her name? Remember the uh, the Lagoon books? Yes. Those are awesome, aren't they? Yeah. The teacher from the Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon. Yeah. That was so sick. Those are my favorite. But I think I know what you're talking about with the teacher, the, and she was like a snake. Or like she had like a forked tongue or something? I can, I mean. Okay, either way, back to Mr. Cold over here. Uh, so Miss Nelson is missing. Okay, I don't, I think we're thinking about two different things. Yeah, Because anyway. mine was pretty colorful and I remembered that and I don't think that was what I'm thinking Let's about. Let's get the shit out of really good. All right, so uh, his first sighting was in October 16th, 1966. Uh, two boys, Martin and James, uh, from Jersey, were walking, and they saw this surreal figure standing near a fence. Yeah. Um, the figure was a tall, bald man wearing a like a yeah, metal a green. green it was like a green. Yeah, yeah, and they called it metal. Uh, and really? it was a starry night. Yeah, yeah, which I'm assuming that it just maybe well, kind of reflects like metal. But wasn't um, I? I'm not. I'm just gonna jump a little further real quick. Wasn't the suit that uh, he was describing as metallic too? Uh, You're talking about uh, Darren Berger? Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so it's, it's, it's usually like that. But in the drawings, it's never metallic. It's weird. Well, I mean, they're like black and white drawings. Were they going to do just draw like little stars over it? I don't know. <laughs> to yeah. make it, you know, it's like shiny. Yeah, they had crayons back then. <laughs> they had some wax. What does that do? How does that make it shiny? You're going to draw like just like a little star, like know. a little shine. Use metallic dust. I don't know. Metallic dust. Like just fucking aluminum shavings? Yeah. Okay, so uh, they saw this man wearing this greenish suit, and it was kind of like, it, I get as I said, the first sighting said it was metal. Um, it was just I heard it was just kind of shiny. Huh? It's weird that he's bald. Like shave his and head. And this one, yeah. And then he planned to regrow his hair back. Reminds me of someone. Okay. You can hate on Thomas all you want. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, there was also some UFO sightings reported around the area. Now, there is a quote um, from from the kids. But I do want you to know that the, the, the dude that the, this is, uh, he chased he chased the boys. And then they eventually got away. Right. Um, but here's the quote. Jimmy nudged me and said, who's that guy standing behind you? I looked around and there he was behind the fence, just standing there. He pivoted around and looked right at us. Then he grinned a big old grin. Which that just sounds scary. So, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't think that one. Or like, I guess like said through his mouth, they're like, they're like, unnaturally wide. It was like the Joker. Every time I look at him and like all the smiling stuff, I just think of the Joker. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was kind of what happened. And uh, now the boy, uh, uh, the boys recalled one more frightening detail uh, a little later on. And he was, uh, he, he had like unnatural facial features. That's what you were talking about. And he, he, uh, lacked ears and a nose. Yeah. So, it's like I'm in a black. Right. Well, okay. So here's my thing. And now this first sighting, which I don't really, so I don't think it's the same thing. I do not think this is injured cold, but this is, you know, us going on this and this is what people have said. Yeah. Um, I do not think this is injured cold. However, in the second sighting, which is now November 2nd, 1966, and this is in West Virginia, now... The place of Mothman. Yeah, so October and November, there's, it's only been like two weeks. Point Pleasant. So, uh, the second sighting is in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Oh, okay, yeah. And this is around the same time that Mothman was happening. Right. Um, Woodrow Derenberger, which is who we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, he was driving down Interstate 77, and he actually heard a crash. Right. And this, I mean, basically this UFO yeah, appeared to land in front of his truck. His which I don't know if you've ever, have you seen Andrew Cold's UFO? It's kind of like the hourglass shape one. I, I've always really enjoyed that. I actually didn't see a picture of like. Really? A recreation of it, no. I actually, I'm pretty sure I have it. Uh, I have it on a stand at the house. The Andrew Cold UFO. And if you show me, I'm. Yeah, I'll probably right. be like, yeah, I've seen that before. It's right here. The like the, the loop. Okay, yeah, I've seen pictures. So right here, like the hourglass, you kind of see it. Yeah. Uh, that is not it. That yeah. one right there. Yeah, there see, yeah, that's probably the best version of it. Yep. So that one right there, it's really cool. I've always liked the design of that. Right. I thought that was a really cool one. But yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so this uh, UFO, uh, landed in front of his truck and. He described it as an old-fashioned kerosene lamp, which 
I could see that. Right. And and uh, I actually, like, you know, I can say. But yeah, narrows down to a small neck and then enlarging to a great bulge in the center. We'll call it the husband bulge. <laughs> the craning. Uh, so, uh, this dude who is intercold, uh, he came out of the vehicle, the UFO. Huh. And uh, he was, he had a dark complexion. Uh, he was like yeah, tan. It's like a very, everybody always describes it as a very nice tan. A little, yeah, that's always much, like, but like, not too much. That's what they say. It's like, it's like too tan. much, but not too much. It's like, a, so it's not orange. He's not, he's not Donald Trump, but it's like good. <laughs> You're right. But he, but they also describe him as looking like he's like George like Clooney. average man, though. Like George he, Clooney. He also apparently like was just like the most average looking man you see on the street besides the tan part. Um, yeah. Okay, so we walked up to Darren Berger. Okay. And uh, he told him his name was Indrid Cold, and he said it telepathically. Indrid Cold. And that he meant no harm. That is funny. I mean, you can go ahead, tell it. Tell what you told me earlier before oh. we start recording about <laughs> Indrid Cold. So I guess when I was listening to the video about Indrid Cold, I, can't, I couldn't help but think... What if he was just saying, like, he was talking about himself in third person because, like, you know, he's like an alien. Like, maybe yeah. he's just, you know, maybe he's an alien. He doesn't really know how to really talk to people. So right. he's talking in third person. And the whole time, he's just trying to tell him that Indrid's cold. Indrid's cold. Indrid cold. Indrid is cold. Yeah, no, like, I thought that was funny. Yo, that's your last name? Indrid cold. Yeah. So uh, he meant no harm. And he told uh, uh, Woodrow Derenberger, he told him that... Uh, that he just wanted to know basically more about Earth and the inhabitants of Earth. Right. Um, he also did say that he would visit Derenberger again. And after this uh, encounter, Derenberger stated that Cold told him that he was from planet uh, Lanolus. Or Lanolus? Let me see. Lanolus? Lanolus? Lanolus, yeah. And he was in the uh, galaxy of... Maybe Lanolus. Maybe. Gene Medez. Which, looking up both of those, there is none of those what the fuck you call me? <laughs> that we at least know of, right? So both are considered fiction. Right. Um, now the third sighting, uh, it was during the same period, so 1966, and it was in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The Lily family had been reporting poltergeist activity in their home, uh, such as like diamond-shaped lights, which that's kind of like, you know, just like brighting stuff. Yeah. I would say. Um, now, the daughter of the family, Linda, she was sleeping one night, and she was awoke by a man standing over her. And this is what she said. It was a man, a big man, very broad. I couldn't see his face very well, but I could see that he was grinning at me. He walked around the bed and stood right over me. I screamed again and hid under the covers. When I looked again, he was gone. So, to me, that, that, that's a weird thing, but it is apparently, like... I don't know. That, that, that was like basically the three big sightings of him. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, the whole Andrew Cole thing is cool, but there's something about, to me, that I feel like Andrew Cole... Like, the first sighting, I don't think that's Andrew Cole. Right. Uh, even the third sighting in Point Pleasant, like, that could be Andrew Cole, but... I don't know. If that you know, I, I don't know if that was him or not. Yeah. Now, the second one though with Derenberger, I do think that that happened. I think that that was real. I think that that is what he did. And John Keel also became really like into that whole story. Right. And I mean, he he kind of 
hangs out with the Derenbergers for a while. Like they're in a lot of his books, um, and I totally understand why. Uh, there's also a suggestion that he might be Valiant Thor. Who have you ever heard of Valiant Thor? I've never heard of that. So Valiant Thor is an alien who came to America and basically like he worked at our Pentagon for three years, and um, he traded technology, I think, and for like research of like humans and stuff. Yeah. But I, I don't think Valiant. I don't know if Valiant Thor is real. Like in my head, right. where injured cold just seems like. I don't know. There's just some weird stuff. Yeah, if it's not alien, I can see injured being, being real. Well, also, like... You know what I mean? There's, like, yeah, like... Well, Valiant Thor was also associated with, like, uh, Gray Barker, who is pretty known to, like, lie a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, however, Valiant Thor is also really known with the uh, Phil Schneider shit, like, Dulce-based guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like... He, he actually talks about him and apparently has pictures of it. So... He has pictures of it? Of, of Valiant Thor. Have you seen him? Yeah, they just, he just looks like a man. Exactly how we said he did. Which is exactly what Indrid Cold says like yeah. he is. And, and, and So, let's talk about like where he says he's from. So, Lanolos. Uh, they say it's about 14.6 light years away. Uh, beings from Earth sell a bit. Which means that's like the ancient alien theory, right? So, like, let's right. say like we go back and... You know, the, there's a the whole theory on... Um, that like there were there were humans or whatever what's thriving on this planet um that they were spacefaring or that they were way more technologically advanced than us so if this is the case then you know i really wouldn't be that surprised um however here's some of the kind of weird things right here uh the population the, the people of this planet they believed in one god and they believed that he, like, kind of in, like, Christianity, like, the Christianity God. Um, I thought that was really interesting. How, like, that, that is, like, the main thing. So, and then also they communicate uh, by telepathy. And there is no crime or war on this planet. And it's because they've just evolved, I'm assuming, past that. Right. Uh, they are also, like, uh, they don't have any need for clothes, so they just walk around naked. And um, they typically live between 125 to 175 Earth years. So, now, Derenberger, Woodrow Derenberger has apparently flown to Landalus with uh, Entered Colt. And what uh, galaxy is that said to? The, I don't know, the, the Gene Gen- Medes? Gene Medes galaxy? Is that know. a real galaxy? I looked it up. I didn't find anything. So, I mean, maybe it is to him. But, I mean, it could be named differently. Like, why well, would we name the same true. thing? That's true. I never thought about that. But, like, we name these galaxies. But if there's yeah, aliens like we, out there, they have different uh, names. They also them. have names for the galaxies. So, yeah. So. Uh, but, yeah. So, they also have this government. And it's it's a loose, like, 56-person guiding council. And the people of it are elected to it every six months. So, yeah. if they fucking suck, they're out. Which I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, now, Derenberger also said that he flown to Venus, who the residents of were also nudists. And I thought that was a really interesting part, so I just included that in there. But um, I, th- I think it's really interesting that he, like, you know. Actually went there. Yeah, like, I mean, that's what he's claiming, right? Right. And he never really, so whenever he was getting into his older age, he did not 
really talk about it anymore, but he never retracted everything he said. Right. Which there will be an interview for you guys uh, of Woodrow Derenberger talking about injured cold. Which we'll probably play like right now. I would like to introduce my cohort in this adventure, Mr. Ronald Maines, who is the general manager of WTAP TV and radio. And we are here to uh, ask this gentleman questions, and we will be asking questions for the next half hour uh, to 25 minutes. Our guest is Mr. Dernberger, uh, route number two, Mineral Wells, West Virginia. Mr. Dernberger has a very interesting story to tell us this evening. I will give you a thumbnail sketch to begin with. Whether or not you believe in unidentified flying objects or not is not the point. Whether you believe in what you hear or see on this program is not the point. We are here to talk to a man that allegedly did make contact with such an object within the Parkersburg area last evening, November the 2nd, 1966 at approximately 7.25 p.m. The incident allegedly took place on Interstate Highway 77 near the interchange of Route Number 47. This gentleman is a salesman in the area. He has been a resident of the area for the past 50 years, and he has uh, given us permission to interview him, uh, to show his face, and to call him by name. This in itself takes a lot of initiative, and to be very plain, a lot of know-how. Mr. Dernberger, in your own words, would you please relate what happened last night? Well, I, was, I am a salesman, and I drive a truck. And last night, uh, shortly after 7 o'clock, I was coming from Marietta, Ohio, coming down Interstate 77. And just before I came to the intersection of uh, Route 47, there was a car passed me, overtaken me from behind, and following closely behind this car was this unidentified flying object, and as the car ahead, or the car behind passed me, this object was following close behind it, and it swerved directly in front of my truck, turning crosswise, and when it turned crosswise, it slowed down. It started slowing, not abruptly or too fast, but it gave me plenty of time to step on my brakes and slow down with it, but it forced me to come to a complete stop. As soon as I had stopped, there was a door opened in the side of this vehicle, and this man stepped out and came directly to me, or came to the truck. He walked to the right-hand side of the truck, and he told me to roll down the window. He asked me to roll down the window on my right-hand side of my truck. And I had done what he asked. And this man stood there, and he, uh, he first asked me what I was called. And I knew he meant my name, and I told him my name. And uh, he asked me, he said, uh, why are you frightened? He said, don't be frightened. We wish you no harm. He said, we mean you no harm. We wish you only happiness. And uh, I told him my name, and when I told him my name, he said he was called Cold. That was the name that he was called by. And he asked me what the city of 
Perkinsburg. He pointed to the lights. He didn't point, but he gave the impression that he was pointing, and he asked me what that was called. And I told him it was a Perkinsburg. It was a city, a town. And he asked me if most all the people lived in my, this city or town. And I explained to him uh, that it was a place of business. It's where we transacted our business. That the people lived in communities, outlying communities, most of the people. And when I told him that this was a city, he said that his, where his home was, that that was called a gathering. And uh, again, he told me not to be frightened, which I was. I was, I was very frightened. And as far as I can understand, this was all mental. There was no spoken words from him. I knew what he was asking me, but yet he stood there and his mouth did not move. He had a smile on his face. He, was, he appeared very courteous and friendly. And after I talked with him a while, he told me he would see me. He said, we will see you again. And he left in his vehicle. Now, Mr. Dernberger, for the sake of our television audience here, uh, the, the words that you used, cold. Cold would be like, uh, cold is his name. This is how it sounded to you that his name was cold. Yes. And the, the word gathering was like uh, we would know together or something like this. Yes, that's what he meant. That was the impression that he gave. And he did not move his lips nor utter any sound whatsoever. He, he talked with you in, in telepathy then. That was right, that his lips did not move. He uttered no words at all. But you talked. I mean, you, he didn't. Yes, I talked. He told me, he told me twice that I could either talk or I could think which either would be better or easier for me. This was an instant thing. This wasn't, there was no hesitation on his part nor on your part. You knew immediately what he was That's communicating right. to you, and he knew immediately what you were communicating to him. That is right. Mm -hmm. uh, what did this object, what color was this object? This object was between a real dark gray and black. I would call it a charcoal color. It glistened. And my headlights, my headlights, when it stopped me, my headlights were shining directly on it. It uh, Were there lights in it? No, I see no lights of any kind. There was no lights in it. There were windows? If there was windows, I couldn't detect them. I couldn't see them. And when the door, now, uh, you, could, you had a very clear view from behind the wheel of your van, uh, uh, the driver's seat of your van. Yes. He came forward toward you, be, did he tell you, did he communicate to you to roll your window down before he got to the side of your truck? Well, was he still in your headlights when he communicated? He was, he was still in my headlights, walking in a, in a kind of a diagonal way across my headlights to the right-hand side of my truck when he told me then to roll down, if I would please roll down the window on the right-hand side of my truck. Right, now, in the beginning, you were driving south on 77. Correct. From Marietta. Yes. Toward uh, Mineral Wells. Yes. A car passed you. It did. Immediately behind this car, of what distance? 
I would say between 25 and 30 feet. It was very close to the other car. Uh, came this object yes. uh, hovering how far off the ground, would you say? Well, when, it, when I first seen it, uh, I, I, I seen it out of the corner of my eye, and I first thought it was just another car, and then I knew it wasn't a car almost immediately, and I turned and looked at it. And I would say it was approximately 30 to 35 feet long, and it came directly across, past my truck, and immediately turned sideways. It was completely crossed the two-lane highway. It was, it completely blocked me. I went partly <coughs> off of the road onto the berm to try to go around it, but I couldn't get around it. it now, let me ask you something. Uh, this, then when it came in front of your car, may I have a... The, uh, Mr. Dernberger was kind enough to draw us a sketch of what this object appeared to him, uh, and we'll we'll let you see it here. Uh, I'm correct then that the the object came alongside of your car, veered in front of your car, and as you slow or your truck, and as you slowed your truck down, the object slowed down, and then when it landed. It didn't land. It, it stayed off the ground. Yes. It was approximately 8 to 10 inches off of the ground. And as soon as it came to a stop immediately, there was a door on the side facing me open, and this man stepped out. And he started walking immediately right to the right-hand side of my truck. Now, this, that would be then uh, the picture we have on our screen right now. That would be the... That would be the angle. Your truck would be going right at that. Is that the idea? That's, that's Pointed right. right. Now, where would the door be in, uh, in that particular object well, there? It would be right where the large part of the drawing where, starts. Where the hump is? Oh, yes, in the, right in the where front the of the hump. Would it be in this direction here? Uh, back toward the right. The, no, that's too far, Mr. Wilson. Back up front farther. About here? Right there. Not even here. Approximately right there. And the door, it, uh, it resembled just an ordinary automobile door when it opened. All right. Now, this, it, 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 it didn't open from a bottom hinge or a top hinge. It opened from a side hinge. It opened from the... door the, that we know opens. Yes, it opened from the side. How about, uh, would you, how was this gentleman, uh, how was this person dressed? Uh, what what well, type of clothing uh, did he wear? He had a top coat on, and it was zippered down the front. Uh, his top, uh, the top two buttons, like my coat here, were open, and he. This uh, outfit was a, a shiny material. It was a, a glossy outfit, uh, like it was metallic, I suppose you would call it. And his shirt was a little bit darker than his jacket. And below his coat, he had on trousers of uh, the same kind of a cloth material. And I believe the trousers were just a shade lighter than his coat. Which would have been a uh, navy blue, the coat yes. would have been a dark blue yes. coat. Uh, what, about the, uh, what about the texture of his skin, the color of his skin, uh, his eyes, eyebrows, eyelashes, hairline? Uh, what, what were these, uh, what did he look like? He looked perfectly natural and normal as any human being. He had. Uh, his face looked like he had a, a good tan, a deep sun tan. He was not too dark, but it was just like he had been out in the sun a lot and had a good tan. His hair was combed straight back, and it was a dark brown. And he, he seemed to have uh, a good thick head of hair. 
and his eyebrows, his face, and his features were very normal. I don't believe that he looked any different from any other man that we'd meet on the street. Now this ship that he stepped out of, when he came, when he left the ship and started toward your truck, toward your van, the ship remained there as he walked toward you? Or? No, immediately that he stepped out of the truck, or out of his vehicle, the door closed and the vehicle lifted straight up. It went straight, just as straight as you could point upward. And it went up and uh, I did see it. And uh, occasionally as I was talking to this man, I looked up and it was still there. It was approximately 50 to 75 feet off of the ground. And it stayed there all the time this man was talking to me. Now, when he did... Uh when he talked to you, did he uh, turn his head away as I'm turning my head away now, or did he uh, stare right at you, or did uh, uh, what, what was he, what was his movement? He watched me when he was talking to me. He looked at me directly in the face, but as uh, there were several cars and several big trucks passed, and uh, as these big trucks had passed, he would turn his head and glance at the trucks. But there was no... Uh, did you look at the object in the air while he was talking with you? Did you glance up at the Yes, I, in fact, I, I leaned forward and looked kind of out of my windshield, and I could see it. It was still... So then this communication that, you, that he had with you would not necessarily depend upon him looking you in the eye or anything like that, then, evidently? No, no, I, he did not. In fact, when he first got out of the vehicle, when he told me to roll the window down, he, it was impossible for him to see my eyes because I was behind my own headlights, and he could not have done it. How old would you say he was? He looked to be approximately 35, 40 years old. He was a very nice-looking man. He was neat. And uh, What specifically did he say to you? What did he say? Hi, it's a nice evening, or what, I mean, what, why did he stop you? What, did, what was his... When he, when he asked me to roll the window down, which I did, I rolled the window down, and he told me, he said, uh, I would like to talk to you. And uh, I just couldn't answer him. I just couldn't speak. And at that, that is the first time he told me not to be frightened. He said he wished me no harm. And uh, he talked a little bit in this vein. And he asked me why. He said, why are you frightened of us. He said, we are the same as you. He said, we eat, we breathe, we sleep, we bleed, even as you do. He said, we are like you. He, and he said, please be not frightened. Did he say where he was from? He did not say where he was from, but when he asked me what Parkersburg was, and I told him, he said, at, uh, at where, I, where I stay or where I live, my home, he said, we call this a gathering. Did he say anything about him? Did he volunteer? Uh, did he did he have a family? What did what did, uh, did he ask you what you did for a living? Where you were? No, he asked me. He, he asked me if I if I worked for a living. He asked me if I if I had to work to live, and I explained to him what I was. I he even asked me where I lived, and I told him, and I told him that I was a salesman, and he told me that he was a searcher. A searcher? A searcher. But he didn't tell you what he was searching for? No, he didn't. Uh, he didn't offer me no uh, information other than this, but 
uh, two or three times he did tell me, he said, Mr. Dernberger, look at me. He said, do not be frightened, look at me. And I believe if I hadn't have been frightened, I believe that if I had have looked to him, I believe that I could have understood a lot more of uh, what he wanted me to than what I actually did. You but just have this feeling, you mean? But I have that feeling. I, uh, I, w I was very nervous. I was very upset after this happened. And after I got home and after I had calmed down, I can look back now and I see where I should have asked him questions, and I believe I had the impression that he would have answered these questions readily. Do you believe in flying saucers? I have never have believed in flying saucers before. I, I have heard about them a few times. I've even read in the paper about flying objects, but I honestly never did believe in it. Do you believe in them now? I believe in what I seen last night. I believe it was, I don't believe it was a saucer, but I believe it was an alien, some kind of an aircraft, a spacecraft or something. Mr. Dernberger, we have a program on radio called The Joe Pine Show, and Mr. Pine interviews extraordinary people in various, uh, that are involved in various uh, occupations and, and some non-occupational type of uh, businesses. And have you ever heard of Joe Pine? No, I haven't. I don't believe I have. All right. Uh, on one of his recent broadcasts, he talked with a man, he interviewed a man who had not only had somewhat similar, uh, somewhat similar experience to what you had last evening, but uh, this gentleman went one step further, and he had taken, uh, been taken aboard a spaceship, which, by the way, was uh, described quite similarly, similarly to what you described this particular ship. Uh, and this ship, uh, with these people who looked like we do and so forth, took him to Venus and took him to Mars and brought him back home again. What, what would you think of a story like that if somebody told it to you? What would you think of the person telling you that story? Would you believe that now? Would you believe that well, that could be possible? Now, Mr. Uh, Manz, I believe now that that could happen. If someone would have told me yesterday before this happened, I would have frankly thought he was a nut. But I honestly believe now that it could happen. I wouldn't, I'm, I'm surely not going to say it couldn't happen. Uh, now, these men last night, or this man, he made, uh, gave me no indication that he wanted me on his ship. He didn't ask me to get out of my truck. As I say, he was very friendly and courteous. And, uh, you drink? You no, drink? I do not drink. I, uh, other, I mean, you don't drink intoxicating beverages? No, I do not drink any intoxicating beverages at all. I, I don't believe in drinking, and I just don't. But uh, what I saw last night, I know that I saw it. It was no figment of imagination. It was there, and I was there. And now, you, you said that uh, he, he also made the statement that we will see you again. When he was getting ready to leave, he stepped back from the truck about one step, and he said, uh, Mr. Dernberger, we will see you again. He didn't say I. He said we will see you again. And uh, when he got in the truck, or when he got in the vehicle, the door opened as he walked up to the vehicle. 
and he stepped up into it and there was another man or I couldn't describe this man because I could just see his outline but I did see his arm and hand reach outside and take a hold of the door and pull the door closed and when the door closed it made an audible noise like you'd shut the, a door on a big heavy automobile it, what kind of a noise did this object make when it was uh, hovering above the ground six or ten inches and and then uh, upon uh, letting the man off, uh, and you say it went back up in the air 75 or 100 feet. Uh, this is a, an object now that we're talking about that's nine, eight or nine feet high, 36 uh, feet long, yes. and about eight or nine feet across. That's in, right. In breadth. Uh, uh, it would. Although it's really not too large an object, it is a, it's larger than what a, an automobile, for example. Yes. Uh, and to lift something like that would take a lot of uh, a lot of force to do this. What kind of a sound did this make? It uh, the the sound when it was hovering over the ground and when it was lifting, I, I couldn't distinguish no difference in the sound. It was a low fluttering noise. It uh, well, if you've ever heard the. Uh, blades of a helicopter as it was idling sitting on the ground that would be the closest way that i can describe the noise it made but it was not very very loud can you can you make a noise that it sounded well, like uh, are you it sounded it was a fluttering noise it sounded something like but, but it's a sound you have never heard before i had never heard anything like it before in my life let's let's get back to this uh, Let's get back to the fellow here now. He was how tall? I would say he was close to six feet tall, and he'd weigh around 180 or 185. I'm six feet tall. He's heavier he's, than I am. He was about your height. But heavier than what Yes, I am. he was Facial. heavier. His face was more full. His how much do you figure that I would weigh? I'd say about 165 to 70. Uh, you, you're right on the button. That's that's right. Uh, there were no lights. This was now. This was dark. This time of night, you were. It was dark. It was completely dark. But I never, at any time, turned my headlights off. And I also had the lights in the truck on. I have a, a cab light, and then I have lights back through my truck. Mm -hmm. And uh, these lights were on. It gave good illumination up close to the truck, but not too far back. But while he was standing and talking to me. I could see him clearly, and at several times there was cars passed and trucks passed, and uh, especially cars that came up from behind me, as they came around this bend, they were throwing their headlights directly on the back end of my truck and was throwing a good light on him. But no one slowed down or No one slowed down. Like but they would have easily been able to see him. Yes, they could have Do you suppose maybe somebody in our audience might have passed you last evening? Well, standing there talking with this fellow. I know that there was several cars passed me, and one car, as this thing settled down in front of me, was coming to meet me. And when this thing was directly in front of me, this car came to meet me. And his headlights were, it was in a kind of a curve. We, this guy came to meet me, would be making a left-hand curve, and his lights would be shining off to the right. But I still think that he could have seen and probably did see whatever this object was. Glenn, I've been monopolizing here. You uh, sneak in with a question. You have some Sorry. questions you'd like to ask? <coughs> I know personally that Mr. Durenberger was 
scared because I talked to him a short time after this happened by telephone last night. What did your wife think when you told her about this episode? Well, my wife was, uh, she took it pretty calmly, but uh, it kind of made her nervous. She, uh, she worried today before I started back to work. She thought uh, the same thing could happen again, and she believes that what I told her, and she's pretty upset herself about it. This thought communication, uh, which is <clears throat> apparently extrasensory perception or mental telepathy, when uh, was you first aware that this was the way that you were communicating? Well, uh, when he first told me to come, uh, when he first got out of his vehicle and started over to my car, that is when he first told me or asked me if I'd roll down my window. At that time, right at that minute, I didn't know that uh, it was mental telepathy. But when he came to the door and looked in through the window from the right-hand side of the truck, then I realized that he was speaking, but his lips were not moving. Is this the thing that frightened you, that shook this you up? This is what made me, that frightened me more than anything I believe that had happened up until that time, even more so than when I actually seen the object. <laughs> and I, I know that uh, <clears throat> he told me not to be frightened. He was very reassuring in his attitude. He was friendly. He smiled continuously while I talked to him. He kept his arms folded, uh, something like this, all the time. His, his arms were folded <clears throat> completely at all times, like I said. His hands were hidden. And at the time I talked to him, I didn't think nothing about it. But after I started home, I did wonder why he stood that way. And as I believe one of you gentlemen asked me before uh, about his hands, when this man closed the door, when he got back into the vehicle, I distinctly seen this other man's hand and arm. And uh, his arm looked completely normal in his hand. Now you described the uh, you described the attire of this person uh, more as a uh, more as a suit, such as I'm wearing, than than a uniform. Yes, that we I, know as a uniform. I would say that it wasn't a uniform. It uh, it didn't have you know the the cut of a uniform. It was more like you'd uh, wear. A, suit uh, to town or was it a cloth like this well it was a bright shiny color cloth it looked like a what my wife calls a hard fabric it glistened when the lights would shine on it uh, a luminous type yes uh, the arm that came out another arm from inside came out to close the door when yes, this gentleman got back uh was that arm clothed uh in the same type of i would say it was identically the same it it looked the same to me exactly. Now he had on, from what you could see, he had on a shirt that buttoned he, with I, a collar but no tie. He had no tie, but I know that the top button of his shirt at the throat, I know he had a button there. I seen that. I looked at that button. His button. Now his top coat was zippered. It had a zipper on the front of his coat. And uh, he looked perfectly normal. He why do you suppose? <clears throat> why do you suppose that he came around to uh, the right-hand side of your truck rather than the nearest side to you? Why do you figure that he came around that side? Well, the only reason that I could uh, 
give for that was that I had uh, two wheels off on the berm and two wheels sitting on the highway where I'd been trying to get around this before he got me completely stopped. And I believe that this man actually knew the traffic conditions. I believe he knew that he right. would be safe on the other now, side. Now, if of the he road. didn't use uh, words in communicating with you, if he used thoughts, why did he have you roll your window down so that he could hear you? So I did he uh, feel that this was why he did. I believe that he had me to roll the window down so he could look at me without looking through the glass because the glass was very rain street uh -huh. where it had been raining. And uh, that is the impression that I got, that he wanted the window down so I'd be in closer communication with him or so we could see each other. The, uh, the uh, time when he, when he left you, when, he, when your conversation was ended, how did you know that it was all over? Did he say, well, that's, did he say anything to the effect that, well, I've got to be going now, I have to go, I know, uh, what did, how did he terminate this conversation? He, he terminated his conversation very quickly. Uh, one second we were talking there, and the next thing this vehicle settled down right beside, he stepped back from the truck, and the, when he stepped back, this thing came back, back down. Now, it wasn't crosswise the road when it came down, it was heading in the same direction I was, it was right, right the length of okay. the truck. And when they settled down, he turned and walked up around in front of my headlights and back. But just before he started, he said, uh, Mr. Dernberger, we will be seeing you again. You believe he will? Well, uh, I did believe it, but now I, I don't know how to an answer that honestly because I'm afraid he will, and I don't want him to, but I... I have a feeling that he will. You're apprehensive that he yes. will see you, yet, uh, yet, again. You, yet you would probably like the uh, experience again. Well, I don't, think, prepared this time? I don't think that I'd be quite so frightened. I think that I could ask him a few questions. I think I could ask him just about as many as he's asked me now. Well, Mr. Dunberger, we're, uh, because of time, uh, we appreciate you taking the time to come down here with us. I, I really think Derenberger saw something. Like, I don't know how what his mental state was, but I think that he I think that he encountered something crazy. Well, so basically, uh, from his family, or specifically his daughter, what she recounts is he would, uh, he came off as very lost during that time period. He would, like, come home and um, sometimes not even be able to recount where he was at. Right. And it was very worrisome for his significant other. Right. And obviously his child as well. But she's even said herself, I want to say, that like his mental state very seemed, it seemed very off around that time. But she did say that she met uh, Cold herself. Like he would come into the house. Uh, but she said that he didn't really like, it, it's not what as like people say, he, he wasn't smiling the whole time. Uh, he came off as a very normal man uh, and he didn't talk telepathically to her he talked like normal right. but she says she believes that's the case because if he was to do it to a child they would freak out right so 
Yeah, know? I mean, I mean, this thing that, kind of goes. That's what definitely sold it to me that it's not just his mental state because she claims that she's seen cold. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean. Okay. So like at the funeral, like Cold's been to the house. At right. The funeral. At the, so at Derenberger's funeral, uh, Cold was there, but nobody would know because he just he was blends in. Nineties at the time. Yeah. So well, I think that was. Yeah. Was it? The, he aged as well. Yeah, he was at his nineties. Yeah, because yeah. I think Derenberger died in seventy. He was seventy. No, no, no. Oh, you're talking about his age? Yeah, Woodrow. Yeah, he died like in the nineties, I believe. He, yeah, but I'm saying like he died when he was what, like seventy four or something. I'll look him up. But um, double check on that one. So, yeah. So there's like, there's some weird stuff to that, and he also now. Andrew Cold also told Derenberger that he even tried to. Uh, he did try to talk to the government of America and he tried to trade with earth and like all this stuff, but USA was unwilling to provide like safety, I guess for his people or something. But my thing is, is like, why just stop at America? Like, are we that like strong Right. or do ETs actually know that there is uh, deeper shit being played? So like he, even though like, you know, kind of like the shadow government, and maybe America might be, you know, because we're the West and everything the United States does. Maybe we're just the the location of yeah. this shadow government. I'm just going to go ahead and say that he died on March 7th, 1990 at the age of 73. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So, <laughs> yeah, like, I just don't... Like, that's the only thing that I could think about for that. But it doesn't make sense, right? Why, like, why is it that we're so special for this type of being? That right, like, why just stop at America? Well, we don't know if he didn't. He could have visited other places. If this yeah, but the then one of those other places probably have said something. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like if Russia right. had that, like, there is tons of shit that happens in Russia that we have no clue about. Like specifically the twentieth century with UFOs and all that. Right. Like they had the Russian Roswell, basically. We have no. Right. Um, I mean, Hitler is a whole fucking conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. So. But yeah. No, I just think that that was like that's a really interesting uh, concept, like point. That, that they try to do. Right. Uh, yeah. They, uh... I don't know. See, I thought about it. Like, what if he's just, like, having, uh... Like, a, like he's just seeing him. You know what I mean? Like, all this stuff that we've talked about with, uh, Cold. Like, is it just, like, his imagination? Or is it real? But after listening to his daughter talk... First hand, by the way, which I never really... I didn't expect her to be on, you know... Right. On an episode talking about her dad. Yeah. Like that. Um, I just didn't expect her to, like, go into such detail about right. remembering cold. Well, so. you know, the, I also hear things about, um, like, Woodrow... Or, Indrid told Woodrow that he was also, like, a time traveler and stuff. Yeah. So, maybe he, like... Maybe this is all in the future and there's, like, some kind of cataclysmic thing that happens in the future well, there's where also theories that he's probably in black yeah I saw that too but I don't I don't, I don't think, think Andrew Cold is, is. The case, yeah because he has the same and the only reason why I feel like those are grouped together is because he has some of the same characteristics as one from the men in black well I think that's just from his first encounter right in New Jersey yeah but I mean I honestly Being don't ball, think he's probably no ever ears. fucking I don't think it's well, the no same guy knows. yeah or, yeah I don't think it's the same guy. I don't think it's the same guy. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, the smiling man and Idris Cold, they just don't really mix together. Or, I keep on saying Idris, my bad. It's it's a problem. (laughs) Anyway, that's why I keep on calling him Cold. Cold and uh, the smiling man, I don't really group them together just because I feel like Idris. 
<clears throat> Idrid has more uh, features to him. Like right. he's more. Well, he like, looks like a human. He becomes more of. He also like talks. Right. If he if needed, and he just he's not out to like. like he's he doesn't want to hurt you. Yeah, exactly. He's still on guns. dot com though. <laughs> okay. He's a, you know. I forget. Just don't fuck with him. However, there was a lot of stuff going on whenever he would come around. Like. Oh, there's uh, UFO sightings. Uh, now, well, they did say after the Silver Bridge collapse, there wasn't. He he stopped coming by so much. Yeah. So, but that's another weird. I guess that like ties into Mothman, maybe. Yeah, but that's more Mothman area. Do you think he's connected to Mothman at all, or do you think he just happened to be there at the same time? Maybe he was there because of Mothman. Well, as if he's a hitman, and his target was Mothman. That's badass. That's a movie. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, I do. However, I do. I actually do think. I think after listening to everything, I believe that Indra Cold is. So definitely real to this family and i believe that whoever this man is to doesn't have to be the daughter or is uh, to woodrow like person like just an actual no like i don't even like regular guy i don't know like to me i think i think his story is uh i don't know how to think about it man like i don't know if he is i don't know what what is think of it this way if he is a time traveler not only is he a time traveler but he's also interplanetary 66 so whenever oh yeah what year was it whenever he met him uh when he was driving it was still 66 66 i mean 66 was a very uh drugs were very uh common around the time it was a very fun time it was a fun time so you never know he could have been doing some like acid on his way home and no i don't think he did it was just some dude on the side road that was hitchhiking and he was like yo what's your name he was like i'm cold bro Indrid. Can I get in your car? No, it's like inside. Like he was trying to tell him, like, can I come in? And like, Indrid? And then cold? <laughs> yeah, it's like, Indrid, I'm cold. <coughs> and he's like, Indrid cold? And he has a tan because maybe he's from like South America. He's South like South from... Like, he's from California. Yeah, he's like like, he, like that's why he's like, Indrid cold, man. Yeah. <laughs> like he... Or maybe he picked him up and he was sober. And then when Indrid came into the vehicle, like they so, passed around the peace pipe. <laughs> like, and that's how I, I don't think any of that actually happened. Dad was so embarrassed about him doing drugs, they just didn't want to tell his kids about he, it. He fucking let fell down. Uh, the uh, late, it's like mid sixties. The mid sixties was such a, 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 it was so taboo for all that stuff. So it was. We, so it was. So that's what I'm saying. It. it was very conservative. I, don't time. Want, I didn't want to talk about the drugs, you know. I did. So he rather just be like, hey, he was a fucking alien, you know. Yeah, like I mean, I feel like, especially in West Virginia at that time, I'm am sure. I, am I crazy for thinking that? Everybody like, was I feel conservative. Like that's a chance. There's a chance that that's the case. Well, what do you think then? What do you think it was? What do you? What do you? What do you? No, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really want to give into the whole entire idea that he's from another planet. Uh, what is easier for you to believe that he's from another planet, that he's a time traveler, or both at the same time? time? Even though I don't really believe in... I don't... See, with time travel, I don't believe in... Well, they... have already heard about this. You can't go in the past with time travel. Okay, but see... No, they just said something about... um, It just broke news that... The only way you're going to go in the past if the machine was already invented back then. Well, so this is... Once you create it, then time travel is available. Get what I'm talking about? Yeah, I understand that. But this is what I heard. I heard that if... That time traveling... create new... But times. I, yeah, like different. You're right. Yeah. Like timelines. Once you do it, it splits. But I'm timeline. saying that. What the fuck keeps on? Who do I keep on getting fucking? But I'm saying sorry. like on. Like uh, notifications. I just off. saw this article saying that time travel might be possible, even like backwards, as long as you are living in a. They said like a spinning galaxy, which I thought all galaxies were spinning, but I mean I don't know. Maybe not. I might be. Blind for that. I mean, personally, I don't want time travel to be available. No, it could have been. It could have been stupid, like a stupid article. I didn't read it. I just saw it's like, like the hot timeline news. 
Yeah, hold on, wait, let me see. UK, the Daily Express. Uh, time travel possible spinning. Spinning. I had to listen to a very uh, cool episode on Coast to Coast about two years ago about time travel. And the guy was claiming that they were working on the thing or saying there was, I don't know if you remember that episode specifically. Oh, sorry. Not galaxy universe. Traveling back in time is possible inside universes that spin. That is what the article said. So yeah, actually it says this. It turns out that time travel into the past is actually relatively easy. All you need to do is make the universe rotate. It was, I believe, okay, I believe it was this episode, but there's so many episodes about time travel on Coast to Coast, but I believe it was the one with Marshall Barnes. I don't know if that rings a bell. It was like, research and development engineer in advanced concept science and technology, has a long history in the entertainment, technology, production, and videos industry. In the first half, we discussed his research on time travel. I believe that was the guy that was talking about. Uh, how he can't disclose any of the information that they're currently working on. Right. But how basically the only, the only like time travel won't be available to go into the past until it's created. Right. And even when that happens, there will be no such thing as time anymore because then you're just traveling in space. Right. Like it's, there is no time travel. Everything is everything. Right. There is no. Everywhere. Everywhere. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That's what it is. Basically after it's created, there is no linear timeline anymore. It's just, there there and if that's what Whoa. i don't want i don't want that <laughs> sorry i was just watching spider-man the other night because sloan what? my daughter <laughs> no so like my daughter really likes spider-man we were watching it the other night and it was the newest one so uh no way home yeah. and toby was talking to like uh uh andrew garfield spider-man and he was like you know i just don't i don't do breathing <laughs> like it just happens and and uh andrew garfield was like whoa yeah like it just yeah, the web thing. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I can just spray it out my hands. He's like, I had to create a whole fucking machine for that. And he's like, I mean, it's basically he's like, and they were like, you, like, it just comes out your hands. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's funny. I love that movie. That was a really good movie, actually. Like, I, I, I like I know, it. I know it's not like, it's fan based. 100%. Oh no, I was gonna say the it's movie is service. for it was for the service uh, like us fans. But I, think but they I did would it well. say, and the Green Goblin is my favorite. Okay, part. no, like, I was gonna say, with the hoodie, dude, I was sick. gonna say like William Dafoe in that movie. There's a scene where Spider Man is punching William Dafoe when Aunt May is running, and like he is like sm- he becomes the smiling man essentially, yeah. and he like he's just but smiling and laughing. The Green Goblin, oh, better God. done in that than the original three films. Like that was the best Green Goblin. Like. I know he's only been shown in the first movie, but that was a better Green Goblin than the first Green Goblin. Oh, yeah, because you actually got to see him, like... The Green Goblin. Go, right, the Green Goblin fully and took over, essentially. Like, yeah. way worse than the Green Goblin in the first one. Yeah. And look how strong he is. Like, that's one thing that I was looking at. I was, was just... like, comic book Green I Goblin. I was, like, thinking, like, man, this guy... Is, I mean, he's super... Willem Dafoe... So, to me, there's, like... There's, like, three things in this movie that really, really make me happy. One... William Defoe's Green Goblin because yeah. it was or sorry just, Willem Willem Defoe's just Green Goblin how they made him look he was so, fucking awesome he had the original like Green Goblin look yeah like, but I mean he, he just looked fucking cool and yeah, his acting like he's already like he look he he plays really he crazy characters yeah but he plays good crazy characters he was a good pick for the original Spider-Man <laughs> yeah and then uh, Doc Ock and you know just the emotional thing between him and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man how he was a good guy in that one yeah, well, well, he was always a good guy. It's just 
the thing that's well the tentacles the Green Goblin also was good in the yeah, beginning Norman he was like Norman was well, Norman was good it was the fact that his what about other Electro? the other thing yeah that, that I I liked his okay. character oh, design and I like I like Jamie Foxx but like I don't I don't care like about that but the other the third part of this whole thing Venom. that made me no that I don't care even about that but like the third part of this movie that was one of the main reasons why I love this movie is because it was a redemption arc for Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, and then the amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield kind of like, you see that he's kind of been hurt more emotionally down the road and stuff and never really even got over the Gwen Stacy death. Yeah. But you get to see Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, who is probably, what, 30... Five oh, to forty. Old yeah, but like this is this is the oldest we've ever seen Spider-Man, other yeah. than like into the Spider-Verse, right? Right. So not only that, but you get to see Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man coming from a very like immature, emotional wreck boy, right? Yeah. Basically, and the and Sam Raimi Spider-Man to this soft-spoken, very gentle but very strong, older man Spider-Man, and I think right. that really matters, and that's something that like. I don't think that we really will ever get like that's something that was like it, it's very special to the fans if that makes sense. Right. So, to me, seeing that that like that also was a redemption for Sam Raimi Spider Man in the sense of that we saw we actually Spider Man is like Tobey Maguire is no longer a boy, he is a man. He's worked out his problems that he had with MJ, yeah. and he's making it work. Like he right. he's 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 a man. Not and right. also not only that, like you could, he was holding back. The whole fucking time in the movie. Like, he was leading the charge, but, like, he was holding his punches. He fucking stopped Tom Holland, Spider-Man, from killing Green Goblin. Yeah. But, like... Because it doesn't get him anywhere. Like, it just... Right. Well, he knew that. Like, this should just be an episode on Spider-Man. But, like, it was just really cool, like, how, like, he stopped it. And then not only that, not only did he stop it, but he stopped it with just a little bit of strength. He didn't even use all of it. The decision at the end about erasing everybody... And everybody, like, you know, erasing everybody's uh, thoughts of... Yeah, but that doesn't matter anymore. Because in the fourth movie, MJ's come, MJ and Ned are already... They're back in the fourth movie that's about to come out, oh, I think, I, next I, year. I didn't know that they are making yeah. them that fast. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they have to. They're, gonna, they're getting older. <laughs> so, they... But the thing is, is now that, to me, so it makes it sad because... Or it doesn't... They, they did a good job with Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm upset because, like, bringing back MJ and Ned almost immediately, like, to me... It's should, fucking Marvel. Yeah, but... They were supposed to kill Captain America in Civil War. <laughs> I mean, they did kill him off, though. They did, but Civil War had been a bigger... You couldn't kill him off in Civil War, because then we wouldn't have, like, everything else that happened. Yeah, Endgame was probably the closest they've got. But they're already bringing back Iron Man, too. Like it's They're not just, bringing back Iron Man. He'll, he'll be making an appearance. Iron Robert Downey Jr. is not coming back. He's he, coming back for he, that one movie. I forgot which Robert one. Robert Downey Jr. said he's not coming back. So maybe we get Tom Cruise? No, I don't want Tom Cruise Iron Man. Yeah, so... But I'm saying, like, I think with, um, I don't know, I just don't see, like, I don't know. I just, I just like the latest Spider-Man. It's, but not my favorite Spider-Man, but it's definitely, as far as, like, the fan shit goes, it was, it was really cool to watch. It was also cool to watch how, like, Tom Holland Spider-Man is strong enough to be Doctor Strange, or at least outsmart Doctor Strange. Yeah. So, like, who knows what's going to happen with this one. I, but I just think it's cool. Uh... The thing that I was talking about though with MJ and Ned is that they shouldn't be coming back to this one because then it kind of defeats the purpose of them forgetting about Spider-Man because I would definitely like to see the next Spider-Man like to me the next Spider-Man is the like first story of him. 
this is who Spider-Man is. Talking about like core Spider-Man, like yeah, the yeah. comics after he's passed all that. Right, like shit. this is like the next you know, one that the we're getting. About the movies is we just keep on doing that shit over and over again. We never get to the actual Spider-Man. Well, that's what that's what they. Yeah. That's what this is apparently yeah, supposed to be. Saying. And then there's all also the rumors with Sony hoping, right now. I'm hoping they do Secret War is good with Venom and all that. Yeah. Well, did you hear the rumors about Andrew Garfield being Sony's Spider-Man? Really? Yeah, because there's now there's a split reality. I mean, so. I like Andrew Garfield. I just don't know if I want two Spider-Mans going on at the same time like Venom. Because they're doing two Venoms now, too. Because like whenever they bring Venom into the... Apparently, that's what they're doing. They're going to have Sony's Venom, and then they're going to have Venom in the MCU. I mean, they've done that a few times. We've had two Quicksilvers. We've had yeah. three Spider-Man. That's now, true. in one movie, yeah. we had... And that, that's not including Spider-Verse, into we'll the Spider-Verse. Yeah, we'll how they go. I just don't want them to become DC. I don't think it will, man. <laughs> I th- they're too big to be... Apparently, Batman. It's not going to be counted in the, the James Gunn universe. Yeah, it's not. It's in the Matt Reeves universe. Yeah. But so is the Joker. The Joker's not in the... Yeah, James Gunn because that's what uh, what's his face uh, on Phoenix no no the director of the guy from The Hangover the oh that guy Todd Phillips they, Todd Phillips is that Ted his name Phillips. Ted Phillips, Ted Phillips. Or is it, uh, Todd Phillips I think it is Todd Phillips Todd Phillips yeah I was gonna say isn't that Todd Phillips DC's just all over the place they need to get their shit together man they won't because they have great characters they just don't know how to do it they're not getting it together you don't think so fuck no no they, James Gunn you know what they fucked up good. originally is they just didn't take the time well, they try to and try to get into the immediate they, success of the they, MCU. They jump straight into a bunch of characters that no one really had time to develop into. So that's what they did. I mean, they had to write. They had to try to write it out. They fucked up. So uh, anyway, going back to Idris, Idrid, Idrid Cold. What do you think of him? Do you think his stuff's real? Do you think uh, Darren Berger like was actually seeing those I, I think he was real I just don't think he was necessarily a, a well do you think Windrow was crazy Woodrow sorry so I can't believe I'm going to say this but I am not st- I don't I don't think I have enough information to, as of right now there's so much more to his character or not his character but him himself because mm-hmm. you were talking about how there's a lot more to him than just Idrid and yeah, I mean, like, like to, I would like to research him more specifically until I made a decision about Idrid. <laughs> okay, well, so Indra Cold also uh, there was reports from Woodrow that um, there were others with him. There was two other ones. Yeah, that there was three in total. Of this, yeah, of these guys, right? Yeah, Demo Hassan and Carl Ardo. What do those guys look like? The same thing. They all looked like same. not exact, one but they all looked one given bald. And then there you go. You got the guy from the. To my knowledge, he none all the, all of them had hair and everything. Okay, so well as of right now, I don't think he was like in imagine. I don't think he imagined him. I think okay, I think he could have been an alien, but I don't know. I don't really know about him being taken to these planets and all that stuff. I don't know. It's weird. I I just don't know how I feel about it. Just because you know, it could have been. It could have been. Honestly, I know there's no evidence back in this, but it could have been a dude claiming that all this shit was going on, and he could have been doing hella drugs, <laughs> and they could have been on these trips, you know, right. not to planets, but they said mine, you yeah. know. I I, uh, I do think drugs were involved. Really? <laughs> Hell yeah, I I really do. Okay. Huh? There you go. But you know, whenever we do our next Mothman episode, I would love to dig into him, you know. Yeah, because I really do think whenever we did our Mothman episode, we really just hit the the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we didn't really get into. it. I would love to actually do a more in depth 
Mothman episode. Okay. I mean, there a lot of people have been doing that recently. Really? Yeah, so maybe... Well, we get into the Chicago ones. Well, See, we, that's what I want to get into is the Chicago Mothman story. But I think there's a lot more prophecies as well. Uh, I don't know, man. Prophecies has like one chapter on Mothman. The what? Mothman Prophecies only has like one chapter on Mothman. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, we could just do Mothman Prophecies too, though. Like, just in general. Like, the character of... Like, all that shit that was going on with it. Oh, we already We already covered the bridge, though, in the Mothman original. Right? We covered the yeah. the bridge collapse and all that. Yeah. Yeah, we did. It was like Christmas and there's presents floating in the water and all that. Yeah, I just don't think... Uh, yeah. But also, it's been three years since I've looked over the information, so I don't necessarily remember what there is on it, how much there is available on it. Could have changed since 2020, but I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. we got to look back into it, but... Yeah, I think this is just one little tiny piece in the... Uh, uh, 4chan community? The what? The 4chan community? No, I can't think of his name, the author. Oh, Kiel? Kiel, the Kiel universe. The, the, the Kieliverse? Kieliverse. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. He has a lot of cool Kiel books. He has a lot of shit to himself. Yeah. Yeah, some of the things that Kill says I do kind of think is bullshit. A lot of, a lot but, of people claim that he's just a bullshitter. And he's just completely... I'll tell you what, though. He can write a fucking good book. Yeah? The Eighth Tower is fucking awesome. That's right. That's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, man. I guess that's it for us. Uh, you guys should definitely check out more on Injured Cold. Definitely look up... Um, I don't know. I would watch... The best thing for me was watching videos of uh, the family of... Of Woodrow, when like um, actually going like first, yeah, Woodrow talking firsthand about the experience of yep injured entering their house and all that. Yeah, like I, I mean, he was like a family friend. Yeah. Like he became close. Like, he's a real guy. I yeah, like I, I, I like that's guy. what I'm saying. Like I just don't think that these people are like. like. There's no reason to lie anymore about it. But I mean, I guess they could. You know, it's like the only reason why they would feel famous if they continued that lie. But I honestly don't. I mean, the daughter came off as very genuine. There's no reason for her to lie. I don't think they're making money off of it. Yeah, so, yeah, I definitely think he's a real guy. I don't know if he's necessarily doing all the shit that he claims he's doing, but he was a family friend. Yeah. He existed, and he was at the funeral, apparently, for uh, Woodrow, so, I don't know. Apparently, they were buds. <laughs> they were buds. <laughs> they were buds. All right, guys. They well, were doing some bud. Uh, probably not, but... <laughs> all right, guys, we will see you next week.